Father, we ask that you will please hold our hands and take our homes to the next level. Bless us and do us good. We give you all the praise. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Let's make the amen louder and bigger. Let's give the Lord a big hand, a big hand, a big hand. Amen. Whether you are sitting by your spouse or not, please give the person beside you a high five. Tell the person, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Well done. It's not easy to be married. Well done. Well done. Amen. Please, you may be seated. Thank you. Thank you. Good afternoon, precious people of God in the house. It's a great honor and privilege for me to be a part of what God is doing in this house. And I want to give him all the glory and all the praise. I am eternally grateful to God for the honor of preaching this glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Please give the Lord a big hand on my behalf. Thank you. I also want us to honor the man and the woman of God in the house. Pastor Kingsley and Pastor Mildred. Give it up to the Lord for them. Okonko. Thank you. Thank you for honoring them. May the Lord honor you perpetually in the name of Jesus. I said to him when I arrived, you've got everything it takes to hold this conference. Why bring us? Why bring small, small speakers like us, you know? I listened to him and I said, wow. What? What? We were both speakers in Ibado. And I said, watch this man. Generations yet unborn will hear him. And on behalf of God's kingdom on earth and his people, I want to say big and a huge thank you to you, man of God. Well done. We truly, truly appreciate you. Your home is happy. You don't have to do this. But you keep laboring to make sure that people. I just ordered everything you announced now for my children. They are all married. But what is not good needs prayer. But it is what is good that needs more prayer. So I'm taking four copies for each of them. It's an assignment. They must. So thank you. We really appreciate you. And do you notice that pastors marry fine, fine girls? Look at the queen. A befitting one. Please celebrate Pastor Mildred. Thank you. I want to honor my fellow colleagues and speakers. We appreciate all of you. Thank you. Thank you for being such a blessing. God bless you. And my, oh my, what a surprise. How did you do it? We were together. I'm so grateful to God for the privilege of being Mrs. Felix Adejumo. There are two major things every married man should do for his wife. Should give to his wife. Space and place. My husband has given both to me. 
Thank you. He's done so much. God has used him to be a blessing to my life. He's blessed us, myself and the children and the grandchildren. But the most important thing he has done for me is that he has allowed me to be me. And that's major. He has allowed me to have my space on earth. He has allowed me to serve my generation. Insecure men eat up their wives. And they are cowards. When a man does not allow his wife to shine, when a man does not fan his wife to flame, he's a coward and is very close to the grave. I'm so grateful. I always call him many names, depending on my mood. I call him the only sugar in my tea, the only lipstick on my lips, the only tomato in my jollof rice, uh, the only rose in my garden. And then recently I added the only brain in my skull. So when my husband heard that, he said, you are the only spinal cord I have. <laughs> we have a truly happy marriage. Truly happy marriage. Even the devil knows. We don't have a perfect marriage. Because we're not angels. And I'm going to be as real as possible with you. Is that fine, Pastor Kingsley? I'm not going to be quoting from Genesis to Revelation only. I'll quote scriptures because my teachings are faith-based, but I'm going to be real with you. 35 years of marriage is not a joke. Sometimes you wake up and you are wondering, you mean you are still married? After all that happened yesterday. So I'm going to be as real as possible with you. I want to read a scripture that I believe is a gift to all of us, whether you're married or not, whether you're male or female. And I want to read it in the message translation, Psalm 36, verses 5 and 6. Psalm 36, verses 5 and 6. If it's on the screen, look at it, everybody. God's love is meteoric. His loyalty, astronomic. Please go ahead. His purpose, titanic. His verdicts, oceanic. Yet in his largeness, nothing gets lost. Not a man, not a mouse slips through the cracks. Amazing. God's love is meteoric. Meteoric means it is solid, like a solid rock. Astronomic talks about high speed. Titanic means exceptional in size, in strength, and in power. God's love. This is the perfect description. And this is what each and every one of us strives to express to our spouses. Because we are created in God's image. But in case anyone is here today, you're feeling depressed, you think it's not working, what's going on, this marriage of a thing and all that. I want to assure your heart, God's love for you does not change and nothing escapes his attention. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 13 tells us, everything is open and naked in the eyes of him with whom we have to deal. God loves you in spite of everything that you've gone through. 
and he's working out things in your favor. As we look at the institution of marriage today, I want to begin by saying that marriage is neither African nor Western. Marriage is not the culture of anybody or any society. Marriage is biblical. Man did not invent marriage. God did. And he did because he knew or knows that man will need marriage. In the African culture, the core African culture, there is no marriage. Marriage is like a relationship between a slave and the master. That's why in the olden days, generations before us, you will see a man with five wives, seven wives. In fact, sometimes up to now, I wonder how polygamists cope. Because one wife is enough a lifetime challenge. A woman, when you think you have understood her, she opens another chapter. Even she does not fully understand herself. One minute she's laughing and joking. The next minute she's crying. You ask her, well, I don't even know, maybe it's my period. You know, my cycle. Not to talk of five. But in the olden days, you have men that had five, that had six, some had 19. And so, a man and his wives will go to the farm, labor, work so hard, all of them. And while they're returning, the women will carry load. Loads, all kinds of loads. Yam, banana, leaves, this and that. Some of them were, were even pregnant. They would remove their dress, sweating under the load. And the man will have only one useless cutlass with which he drives away imaginary flies. And he's greeting the people that do not require his greetings. Then they get home. The woman rushes to the kitchen to go cook while the man sits in front of a transistor radio listening to the news with a keg of palm wine. And if the food comes late, you hear the man say, today you will go back to your father's house. And the woman is kneeling. I saw my mother serve my father water and she will kneel down while my father will be drinking. That's an African marriage for you. There's no marriage in Africa. The woman is seen. That is when she's seen, but never heard. And it is a pity that many men, even though they are born again, Holy Ghost filled, heaven conscious, demon chasing. They still need deliverance from that African culture. They shout at their wives, anyhow. They treat their wives as if she's a piece of property. This is the altar of God, and I say this today. In 35 years, my husband has not shouted at me once. Once. I have shouted many times. I must confess. How he does it, I don't know. But not once. He has not called me names. I said to him recently, even if you cough in church, I will be blessed. Because you live what you preach. I said, there's no mercy. I am your number one. For even when you are not making sense, I will say, yes! Preach on! 
because you have shown it, I said to him, you are the picture of the future I have for my boys. If your Christianity does not work at home, don't bother to export it. Don't bother. Anybody can preach. But can I just spend a few minutes with your wife and your children or your husband before I make up my mind whether you deserve my respect? Let's go to the Western world. There's no marriage. Forget about what you see on social media. Lies and lies. If you see their private life, you will reverse some prayers you have prayed. God, let me be like. If you see some of them come to us at night, you don't want to be like them. In the Western world, in the Western culture, marriage is like a business. For better, for stay, for worse, for live. You can pick a gun and shoot. So marriage is neither Western nor African. Marriage is biblical. And many people have different definitions for marriage. I mean different definitions. So some people... Marriage is a necessary evil. They just need to get married. We don't really want to, but you know, you know, it's a necessary evil. For some people, marriage is a license by which you will have access to a baby manufacturer, male or female. To some people, marriage is I'm old enough. It's a mere social contract to be run and guided by traditions and superstitious beliefs. For some people, it's an organized forum for childbearing and rearing. <laughs> but what is marriage exactly? Number one, marriage is a gift of God. Number two, marriage is a mystery. Ephesians chapter 5 tells us it is a mystery that you can't even unravel. Two total strangers meet and they just fall in love and they abandon every other person. And then you wonder, they become so committed. It is a mystery. Proverbs chapter 30 verses 18 and 19 tells us there will be three things that are wonderful for me. Two wonderful and it says, the way of a man with a maid. Ephesians 5.31, marriage is a mystery. If marriage is a mystery, then it has to be unraveled. Marriage is a ministry that has to be fulfilled. And I believe marriage is a divine calling. I'm going to be speaking to both men, husbands and wives today, but I'm going to begin with the husbands. Because many times we hold women conferences and we push so much into the women's heads. Submit, do this, do that. And nobody's really talking to the men. So the women keep pushing. If we stop women's conferences today, we've had enough. Men, you need to hear some things. And we are in this ship together this afternoon. Genesis chapter 30. Verse 1, 
When Rachel saw that she bought Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister and said to Jacob, Give me children or else I die. And Jacob's anger was kindled and he said, Am I in God's stead? Who has withheld from you the fruit of the womb? Let's compare that with 1 Samuel chapter 1 and verse number 5. Let's compare Genesis 30 with 1 Samuel chapter 1 verse 5. But unto Anna, he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Anna. But the Lord had shut up her womb, and her adversary also provoked her sore. Look at verse number 8. Then said Elkanah, her husband, to her, Anna, why weepest thou? And why eatest thou not? And why is thy heart grieved? Am not I better to thee than ten sons? Two husbands, two families, two wives, same situation, same challenge, two different responses. The first husband said, excuse me, you can't kill me. Am I the one that, that, that sealed your womb? Am I God? The other one said, look, we are in this together. Am I not a good husband? Am I not better than seven, ten sons to you? These are the kinds of husbands we have these days in our world. As a man, I want to share a few things with you that every woman wants. Then I want to tell you the five-fold ministry that you have as a married man. Number one, Every woman wants a man she can look up to. Women are wired to look up. That is the way God created us. In the Garden of Eden, when the man opened his eyes, he saw Job. When the woman opened her eyes, she saw a relationship. That is why you have to understand as a man that your wife needs you. Every woman is a multiplier. That's why she has a womb. Give her love. Love. You will be the envy. In your neighborhood. Give her affection. Oh my. Give her frustration. She will show you that she's a woman. Every woman is a bee. B-E-E. -E. She can produce honey, but she can sting. Go and ask Sarah and Abraham. Fantastic couple. So humble, she was even calling her husband, my Lord. But when the other side showed up, Haggai fled. Your wife will multiply back to you whatever you sow into her womb. She's a multiplier. Give her one tiny spam, she gives you triplets. Give her an attic, she turns it to a home. Give her frustration, you won't believe. That she can be that bad. 
Your wife wants to look up to you as a man. Therefore, you must invest into yourself. As a man, you are the pastor in the home. Your wife is your number one congregation member. God will first test you before he trusts you. So if you cannot take care of that one person, forget about it. Forget about it. This should be the order in your life as a man. God first, your family second, then your job or ministry third. And that is the Bible I just explained to you. I was speaking to some pastors in Ghana, and I said to them, many pastors today don't even realize that their wives are in pains. They are lost taking care of the church. Many pastor's children, I, I wrote a book for pastor's children. I am the pastor's child. And I, I had a, a conference, not a, really a conference, I had a celebration. I brought pastor's children together. I apologized to them. I begged them. I celebrated them. I honored them. Many of them are in pain and they don't want to serve the God of their parents. Many of them are living wayward lives and the parents are too busy taking care of the church. As a pastor, your wife returns from the salon or even as a man because you are a pastor. Your wife returns from the salon. You are lost in the book of Habakkuk because you're going to preach because the pastor told you you're going to be taking the offering. You lost. The woman is gallifanting, running around, sneezing, sneezing and all that. She wants you to just say something. By the time you look up, you adjust your glass. <laughs> Where is it that the Bible says? Please, men, invest into yourself so much that you will command respect. Your wife was created to look up to you. It's not only money. You must be able to provide that solid leadership for your wife. Every woman wants that. Number two, every woman wants validation. Some men are full of condemnation in the house and commendation outside. When they are in church, they commend everybody. Oh, you look good, man. My pastor's wife, you look good. Oh, Sister Osha, fantastic. Wow, where did you get this? They get to their office. Oh, Tolu, ah, ah, that's their secretary. But when they get home, why are you like this? Every time, they are always condemning their wife. Every time. When your wife puts too much salt in the stew. She made that mistake in her bid to please you. She wanted the meal to be tasty. So don't say, what, 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 what's all this rubbish? Mm -mm. It's not right. You can even, you see how comedians make money. Dealing with serious issues in simple ways. You can tell your wife something like this. Ah! If only you can be generous with money the way you are generous with salt. <laughs> you see how all of you laughed? <laughs> she will get the message. Please, 
validate your wife. When your wife dresses up, tell her she looks good. When a woman is 35 and she's already having kids, she's feeling she's old. She needs the validation. Sometimes my husband will just put me in the car, let all the drivers just go, 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 you know. And then we're driving. While he's using one hand to drive, he's squeezing my hands with the other one. Sometimes he put the hand on my lap. Sometimes in church, he comes close to me. He's whispering to me. You think we are talking about how ministry will go on. No, he's telling me, look at all the ladies in this church. You are the most beautiful. <laughs> Come again. You... There's no way I won't let him fulfill his vision. Give your wife what she needs. Validate her. Show it to her that she has value. Sometimes she feels, oh, my, my, my breasts are already flappy. And you are the one even reminding her. Is it not you that saw the breast and your children? <laughs> Is that how you, 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 you bought her? Validate your wife. How many of you are sitting beside your, your wives? Can you please, don't let your neighbor hear, tell her something now in, your, in her ears. You see, the women are already smiling. Yes! Yes! Women, don't you like that? Imagine if you now do it every time. Please learn to validate your wife. Speak highly of her. Sometimes I want to, you know, preach in church and my husband has decided to bring me up. You see him will come like he just did on that video. He was, you know, he'll be saying things like that. And I'll be looking inside my bag, looking for what is not lost. Because I want him to continue. <laughs> say, let's welcome her. If you clap, she will come. I say, I'm coming. <laughs> There's no woman that doesn't want validation. Life can be tough. And this world is wickedly loud. Terrible. Please. Make your home a haven. Not just heaven, a haven of rest. Let your wife always... When, when I was connecting in... Okay, no. When I jumped on the plane and the pilot said, the captain said, ah, we're going to have some delay for about one hour, 20 minutes because the company puts the fuel in the wrong tank. He said... The, the, the middle tank should be empty. The, tank, the fuel should have been on the wings. Ah, I said, God, you are mighty. You know what I did? I sent a message to my husband. I said, I, I feel like jumping out of this plane back to your loving arms. I wish the captain would say the flight is cancelled. I'm sure Pastor Kingsley had been praying, you know, and all that. <laughs> but you see, I said, I, I feel like coming back. It wasn't easy leaving him. Don't be a wicked husband. Let your wife always look forward to something. When you're traveling, your wife should not say, how many days will you use? And say, three days. Ah, I thought it's three weeks. <laughs> Just for you to get out because once you are home, there's trouble. There's trouble. Validation. Number three, affirmation. Affirm your wife. 
even when she's wrong, find a way to communicate it in a loving way. Hide her weaknesses from third parties. Let your bedroom be your courtroom. Affirm her in the presence of your family members. Please, men, if you will put energy into your marriage, the way you put into your job, you will prosper more. Because your wife will wish you well. That's what we call ill will and goodwill. She will wish you well. You will have peace at home. Affirm her. Let, don't just say it about her. Say it to her. Let her know you're doing so well. When last, as a man, did you wake your wife up at 2 a.m. to thank her? Look at the school runs. See how she fixes the meals? You get home everywhere, it's clean. You say, but I gave money. And, can, can your money clean it? Can you put your money on the floor and let it be cleaning it? It's a lot to keep a home. Wake her up and tell her, you see, I just remember how we started when there was nothing and you've been there over the years. I just want you to know that I love and appreciate and honor you. Some of you men, after you have made love to your wife, you just change the gear. <laughs> you are traveling again. Thank her for giving her body to you. Sometimes it's not easy. Sex is not a major thing to a woman. Sometimes it is a sacrifice. And you have to understand this. Thank your wife. You say, but, but we both enjoyed it. Really? Be the man in the house and appreciate her for that. Even if you're going to sleep, still hold her. Because I don't know if I will get to that. Let me, let me just explain that here. Men and women are different in a minimum of five major ways. We're different in the way we think. A woman thinks fast. A man thinks deep. That's the way we're created. Medical people are here. You know when a woman is pregnant and it is a boy in the 29th week, the right hemisphere is wiped off. But for a girl, nothing happens. So a woman juggles things with both the right hemisphere and the left hemisphere. A man doesn't. That's why a woman can do many things at the same time. Leave three kids with your husband. Your baby, the toddler, and the four-year-old. Tell her, honey, I just want to get to ShopRite. I'll be back in a jiffy. And as soon as you drive off, the baby wakes up. The steel is burning. The telephone rings. The doorbell rings. The baby poops. The first thing your husband is likely to do is go to the window side to see if you are ready. Come in. The man is confused. Because, but this is what a woman manages every day. Every day. We're different in the way we think. The man is thinking, I am 45. I need a house at Banana Island. Or in Banana Island, whichever. The woman is thinking, Christmas is coming, what shall we wear? Both of you are right. 
The man has foresight. He wants the best for his family. But the woman too. The children's trousers are already coming up. The man doesn't see it. He doesn't say, ah, goodbye, goodbye. Otiga, you are now home. You are not home. <laughs> he is gone. He doesn't notice that the trouser is coming up. Because men are bulldozers. They just see what can make them fall. And then they, it is the woman that sees the banana peel. The big tree, the trunk may not make you fall, but the banana peel, this must man wants. So that's the way we're created. We are different in the way we think. She's not evil. She's not materialistic. She's just realistic. She's just realistic. And you have to understand that. Let me mention one more. We are different in our sex life. A man's sex life is like a piece of paper. Bring the matches. Pew, it bounces. That's a man's sex life. A man can finish quarreling now. And in 10 minutes, he's ready for sex. That's the way they are made. You know why? Because a man's life is departmentalized. This is business. This is church. This is sex. It's different from a woman's life. A woman's sex life is like charcoal. You have to fan it and fan it and fan it and fan it. But when she catches fire, That's why she needs the foreplay and the afterplay. That's why she can't sleep immediately after sex. Because to her, it is not just a means to an end. It's something. She's given her life. When a man has sex with you, he feels he has conquered you. When a woman has sex with you, she feels she owns you. So she doesn't want you to, she doesn't want the sex to end. She doesn't want you to leave her. And if the sex ends, because gradually your engine, the generator is um, <laughs> is a reality of life. Generator. Nepa can take light sometimes. Uh -huh. You know? Even though you are done, she still wants some things, depending on what happens in your bedroom. She still wants. She doesn't want you to just abandon her in the cold because you find and find and find and now the charcoal is up. You've taken her. She has plateaued. You can't just drop her. Everything about a woman is connected. A woman's life is like the hub of a wheel. If you want to make love to your wife at 9 p.m., you start preparing her at 6 a.m. when you wake up. That's a woman. You shouted at her when she was going to the office. When you come back, she's still remembering. And when your wife starts telling you nothing, there's plenty. Or when your wife says, just leave me alone, no, leave me alone. She means touch me the more, touch me the more. That's a woman for you. When they say, well, you see she, where she is going, just leave me, just leave me, just get out of my life. She's looking through the corner of her eye to see if you are coming. Then at a point she stops expecting you to come. Even when you are holding her, she says, leave me, leave me. It's a lie. So don't say, you said I should leave you, so I left you. No, you don't leave her. You hold her. We're different in very many ways. A woman wants a role model for her children. Your wife wants you to be a role model. Children don't have eject buttons. They don't. 
this is one of the things a woman wants in a man. A woman wants a friend and not a boss. A friend and not a boss. A leader. Bosses tell you what to do. Leaders guide you. They lead you. They explain to you. In fact, they go with you. Befriend your wife. You will see things will change. A woman wants a decent man, not a flirt. Not a man that adjusts his mirror every time a lady passes while he's driving. Not a man that commits the sin of lucre every time. Mm -mm. Respect your wife. Honor her. And stop flirting around. One woman told me in her pains that she's had 11 house helps and her husband has slept with all of them. Some on their matrimonial bed. It's killing for any woman. And you know, trust is built. Men, you really need to zip up. For some, it is a curse that runs through generations. But you are born again and you need to tackle it. Most men that commit adultery, look at their wives. Their wives are very beautiful. And then they just sleep with one, one girl and you're wondering, one panel beating. So, come girl. You're wondering, what exactly are you looking for? And I keep telling women, the fact that your husband committed adultery does not mean he's a bad man. You might need to discuss and find out some things. Don't throw away the baby with the bath water. But please don't go and fight with the lady. It diminishes you and demeans you. Don't come to her level. You don't have any problem with that lady. It is the man. So many times people will ask me in counseling, so should I flip through my husband's phone? So should I password? So should I do this and that? Depends. It depends on the relationship you have with your husband. Some men, if you <laughs> uh, look through that phone, it's serious trouble. I mean serious trouble. And that's why I keep saying, marry your friend. Because what is in a phone? When a man starts running to the bathroom to pick his phone, there is trouble. When a man cannot pick his call in the presence of his wife, something is wrong. Or a woman. Some women also flirt around. They sleep with their bosses. And some of them are believers. Some sleep with their pastors. Life is not governed by miracles. It is governed by principles. And one of the greatest principles that govern life is Genesis chapter 8 verse 22. While the earth remains, does the earth remain? Yes. Seed, time, harvest. You break another person's home, 100 people are waiting to break your own home too. So please, let's work on that area. It's important. A woman wants a man that speaks her love language. As a married man, once in a while, take a piece of chalk or your wife's eyebrow pencil. Write on the floor of your bathroom, I love you. Sometimes, hide a gift. My husband will hide a gift under the car seat, my seat. And then he's on his way to the office. He's calling me, hello, darling. Can you just check? Check, so, so, so. 
35 years of marriage, he still puts me on his back. My husband is 65. He still puts me on his back and swings me around. It helps his anointing. Some of you are so holy. Your head, your feet, everything lives in the cloud. Your wife cannot touch you. You have sex only when you, as a man, when you need it. That's not right. That's not a great life. Exp just say, I'm not expressive. I'm not, I just give her money. These days, God is empowering women. Those things that men only do, women are also doing. So it's gradually becoming, and so you sent me to Dubai. I can also afford the ticket. So step up your game as a man and do something different. My husband and I were on a, on a ship cruise and I, I was so happy that, ah, no church member is here. I thank God. At least I have only you to myself. I saw how the, the white people were doing love, love. Ah, me too, I carry my head. I put on his chest. Ah, ah, I enjoy. So every time I'm telling him the ship cruise, I'm ready again now. Let's go. So surprise her. Do something like that. Women are biologically the same. It's in packaging. Package your wife. Give her $10,000. Send her to New York. You won't believe it is your wife. By the time she returns. She won't believe Thank you. And don't wait till you have plenty of money. Start with whatever you have. Put your wife in the budget. Let something come from you to your wife every month. I'm talking to the men. Every month. I'm not talking about housekeeper allowance. I'm talking about something for her, for your wife. No matter what she earns. It's sweet when it comes from you. I call my husband many names. I call him darling. That's our major official, whatever. But when I need money, hey, I call him BFAA. Bishop Felix Adiremi I'm reminding him, you are a man of God and you must perform. <laughs> when I'm angry, my husband says to me, a funky baby. <laughs> so I know I have to relax. So, you say, ah, my wife, she doesn't respect me. She doesn't do. Sometimes these women are going through stuff. When you, your wife asks you for $2,000 and you give her $200, her anointing will turn to annoyance. There's no woman that doesn't want her needs to be met. Put something, write a check, hide it in the, in the whatever. Sometimes my husband will put it in the dishwasher. Sometimes... In the water, I said, ah, but we slept in this whatever together. You saw a very beautiful outfit in the office. And you really love, love it. Ask the lady, where did you get it? Can you get one for my wife? Wrap it. Write a note. Put it. Some of you men are too busy chasing money. One man died in Ondo State. His children removed all the car keys and all the room keys. And they put it in a bunch and placed it on his, on his chest. In the casket, and they said, Daddy, you forgot your keys. If I still have the time, I'll get to the three seasons you have in your children's life and the four major things you should do for your children. You're going to wake up very soon and realize that you are 75. This is the time that you have. 
please, I beg of you, because very soon your children will even leave. This is the time you have. Do not put anything between you and your wife. Take a good care of your wife. My husband is a bishop. By God's grace, we pastor thousands of people and we oversee 36 churches. He still cooks with me. The children are gone. As I'm peeling the whatever, he is doing this. I say, ah, darling, I'll do this. No, 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 no. I didn't marry you to make you a slave. 35 years of marriage. Some of you men, I want to ask you, when last did you open the car door for your wife? When last? When last did you serve your wife breakfast in bed? Food for thoughts. When last did you give your wife a gift, not her birthday? A gift. When her first daughter was getting married, mother and I were in Houston on our way to Canada. We went to the hotel. He just called the room and said, Oh, Lord, that's what he calls me sometimes. Queen, come downstairs. So I went. When I got there, he handed over a car key to me. It was a Range Rover. He said... Our daughter is getting married. Family and friends are happy. But I want the world to know that not only am I happy that God has given me a daughter that is marriageable, what about the woman that gave me the daughter? This is your gift as the bride's mother. I hugged and said, I love you. He said, who will not love a man like me? <laughs> Don't wait till you can afford a Range Rover. Don't wait. I say this when I have the opportunity. Sometimes when you don't know how people get money, you misunderstand them. My husband and I are in full-time ministry and we're in full-time business. We've been in business for 29 years. Correct business. I don't take one cobble from church. One cobble. It's not wrong to take, but I don't need it by God's grace without stealing. So as a man, if you think you need to do more than one job, please do it. And please stop having children every year. <laughs> Times have changed. Times have changed. Women, stop being pregnant every year. You have boys, you have girls. The next one may be an hermaphrodite. <laughs> Please invest in your marriage. One of the reasons why you should invest in your marriage is because of your children. If you want to know how your children's marriages will look like, or what it will look like, look at your own very well. They don't have eject buttons. You are their best role models. Befriend. Show your children that you love their mother. Kiss your wife in the presence of your children. Tickle her. Run around in the house. The two of you say, hey, daddy. Ah, daddy. Yes. Say, it's my wife. Oh, it's my wife. Go on. You, you don't know what you are doing. You are sowing the seed into the future. 
But if you are the lion of the tribe of your family, every time you come, the children are running around and changing the child. That is God, that is coming. It's a bad life. Very bad life. A woman wants a man that will validate her. Leave special notes for her. I remember one day I was sewing downstairs. Just working on the machine. You know, I was just happy. This dress I'm wearing to church on Sunday. Her husband just came downstairs. And then I was in the dining area. He just came close and said to me, I made this special trip to say I love you. Oh. And he's going to preach tomorrow. When last you did make a special trip to tell your wife I love you. Each time you wake your wife up in the night, she knows there is a problem. Uh-huh. Let's talk about that thing you were talking in the, in the afternoon. Wake her up. Remember what you looked like in 15, you know, 15 years ago. And this woman married you. And she stayed with you up to now. With all your idiosyncrasies. With everything that you are. This woman has been faithful. Some of you have even, you've, you've gone haywire. And the woman forgave you. You think it's easy to forgive adultery? It's not. And she covered you up. And you still treat her anyhow. When a man raises his hand to beat his wife, that man needs psychiatric attention. Beat your wife? Do you know what? I have an orphanage that tells you that there were women that gave up their lives to give their children life. And these children don't even bear their names. There's no human word on earth that can explain to you what a woman goes through in pregnancy, in delivery. No human word. And you still beat the woman, you still treat her, you still give her the silent treatment. You still refuse food for three days. Uncle, you are not hungry. <laughs> it's a sign of immaturity. Just like a woman does not want her husband to touch her because she's angry. It's immaturity. Let me say this. For 35 years and still counting, my husband and I have prayed together every single day. Because I'm human and I may want to say, okay, is that not exaggeration and all that? If I have to compute days that we did not pray in 35 years, it's not up to one week. And we pray together morning and evening. Even when I am angry, I'm saying, amen. Amen. Jesus' name, amen. As I was walking in here, because it's in Canada, you know, you just woke up. We were praying. Amen. Tell him. I'm entering the church now. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, pray together so that when you now age and it appears as if sex is not as frequent, there will be something that glues you together. Please befriend, cultivate friendship in marriage. Men, woman wants a, a man that takes a good care of her. First Timothy chapter 5 and verse number 8. Your fivefold ministry as a man. Number one, protect your wife. Protect your wife. And this is so apt here. I've shared this over and over. When our marriage was very young, I think we were about one Going to two years, we just had our, our first child, you know. Our son was about four months when one of my sisters-in-law, senior sister-in-law, came to beat me up. Because she couldn't just wrap it around her head that her brother was gone. Say, you, you snatched my husband, you know, the African whatever. When we were newly married, she would send a message that my husband should come and wash. Her husband would say, I'm married now. 
I can't come and, you know. So she, and in Africa, once a man begins to rebel like that, it's the wife. It's the wife. So she came to the house that day. I was just carrying my baby, you know, getting ready to go to UCH. And then she came. Funke, you will, you will leave this family. You cannot. My husband is a perfect gentleman. My husband stood up, faced her, and was going to beat her up. Eh? I'd never seen him react that way before and even now. I said, what? Darling, stop it. And they were exchanging, they were exchanging. My husband, don't tell me that. You cannot come and scatter my home and all that. I was very happy. I would say, enough, enough. Then I would go and say, Kalabo Shandaba. Thank you, Jesus. This is the day the Lord has made at last. Ah, you are still on this matter. I was very hypocritical that day, but I know God has forgiven me. Ah, I said, he's, he's enough, he's enough. But till tomorrow, I will honor my husband for defending me that way. Because I couldn't say a word in our culture. A well-trained wife will never. She's my senior sister-in-law. My father-in-law was a king. He died at 100. The next time we went to the village, hear what my father-in-law said. Come, 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 come. Sit on my laps. I did. Thank you. Your sister-in-law came and told us that if not for you, Felix will have beaten him up. That day I said, we thank God, sir. <laughs> we thank the Lord, sir. Protect your wife. How can your junior brother with three and a half credits? Yoruba language, physical education, Bible knowledge, and uh, something. Your wife is watching CNN or channels, and then your, your brother switches on. Says, it's my brother's house. I want to watch African magic. And then you are telling. You're telling, hey, leave, uh, leave him, uh, leave him. Leave who? You should slap foolishness out of that boy and tell him to go get his jam. Protect your wife. It's your responsibility. As a man, the, your destiny should not be tied to the apron of your mom. Da. Don't be a mommy's boy. When our second son got married, I had like... Eight governor's wives, they were seated like this. It was time for us to do that. The MC said, can we have the groom's mother and the groom take their dance? I was very happy that day. It was my dance. All of you women here, nobody will dance your dance on your behalf. It's a huge prayer I just prayed for you. And you men too. You will dance your own dance. So. I came out and I was dancing with my son. Then I put my mouth very close to his ears and I began to speak to him, reminding him of how we raised him. And I said this to him, if you will treat your half, your father treats me, you will have a happy home. You will. I said, I am no longer the most important woman in your life. From today, I'm stepping back. This is now the woman in your life. My son put his ears his mouth very close to my ears and thanked me profusely for many things. Then after he was done, he began to fan me with his hands. Suddenly, he removed his wedding jacket. He said, you deserve more than that, mom. I can never forget that. 
Never. Don't tie your life around your mother. As women, we can be possessive. And this is the reason why some marriages don't last. Every little thing you must tell mommy. By the time you and your wife conclude, your mother cannot forgive. Please grow up and be the king in your home. Number two, provide. You understand that. Number three, prefer your wife. Prefer. Sometimes, as a man, you just have to swallow some things. Just swallow. Women, we have mouth. And if you want to go by our mouth, you will kill us. Ah, you will kill us. So please. Number four, prevent. These are your ministries. Because of time, I don't want to belabor that, you know. Prevent some things from happening to your wife. And number five, permit. Number one, protect. Two, provide. Three, prefer. Four, prevent. And five, permit. Please, do not let your insecurities prevent your wife from fulfilling her destiny. Fan her to flame. I used to be crowd shy. I used to be a very private person. I never believed in my life that I could be standing before thousands of people speaking. It was my husband that God used to pull it out of me because I didn't have a great childhood. Everything in me was killed. I mean killed. You can never amount to anything. You can... You know, these were the things I was hearing every day. So when I met my husband, I felt very ugly. My self-esteem was not low. It was zero. I couldn't believe in myself. When the ministry started, my husband would write the messages and give it to me. And I'll be preaching. He was my only audience. I'm saying, yes, you're doing well. Today, he can travel and leave the church. Invest into your wife. Permit her to make her mistakes and see how God will reward you. Praise the Lord. Women. Women, don't worry. I'm going to be very partial because we have told you over and over and over and over again. There's nothing I want to say that you don't know. I just want to mention that. You two, you have a five-fold ministry. Number one, submit. And when I say submit, I'm not speaking from the African cultural angle. Sub, you know, oppression and all that, subjugation. No. What is submission in the Bible way? It is strength put under control. So, as a woman, you are heavy, you are anointed, you are wealthy, you are mighty, you are beautiful, but please honor your husband. Sometimes, I wake my husband up with a love song in the morning. The man is still sleeping, I'm singing into his ears. I'm, I'm validating, I'm calling him precious names. He's waking up, he's saying, what do you want? Ask me up to half of the kingdom. <sighs> I say, I don't want anything, I just want you to know that you are special. I just want you to know that I honor you. I just want you to know, and I'm telling him this. There's no man you treat like a king that will not treat you like a coin. Please, if you are married... Honor your husband. Don't serve his food as if he's a dog that will eat it. Some of you, you package when guests are visiting all sorts of plates and all that. Once the guests leave, you pack everything. 
My husband's plate is different in the house. His cutlery is different. His cup is different. He's the king in the house. And you must feel good in his domain. Treat your husband with dignity. It doesn't matter who I'm speaking with. When my husband steps in, maybe into my office or whatever, I tell the person, please hold on. Your excellency. He's my excellency. I say, my king, your royal majesty. That's how I refer to him. Please honor your husband. Stop treating your husband as if he's a, he's a piece of rags. Hmm, if not that I waited. Me to you, you to Nepal pool. <laughs> and you expect the man to treat you well? Because the man is going through a phase in his life? Please treat your husband well. Submission is not subjugation. Number two, serve. Serve. You are many things. I have them in my note, but I don't, I don't have the time. You know, you are many. You are more than, some of you women, you are forgotten that you are a lover. You should remain your husband's girlfriend. Let me repeat myself. Every woman must have a minimum of two types of nightwears. Number one, the regular one that you can wear, whether the kids are there or anybody is there, you forgot something you want to go and take it. The second one is what I call transparent honesty. Yes. The one you wear, you are permitted to tempt your husband. That one, when you wear it, the doors are locked. You now stand up to go to the bathroom to go and take nothing. Nothing. And then, why must you always wait for your husband to make advances? Because in our culture, it's, it's unspoken. It's only prostitute. As you are going to your husband's house now, okay, you know, it's, it's demonic. It's an affliction. Tell your husband, while you are eating, while you are at the dining table, stand up or tell your husband to come close. Whisper to his ears, there shall be a flight to Jerusalem tonight. <laughs> yes! He's your husband. And there's no marriage in heaven. And then, all this Missionary style has tired me. Missionary style. Madam, what are you doing underneath every time? When the Bible says, come up here. If you post that one. When the Bible says, you shall be above only. Erase this cultural nonsense and invite your husband. Some marriages, romance has grown wings and flown away. When last, as a woman, did you tickle your husband while he's watching Baka and Asna? When last, did you put a little fish in your mouth and you just tiptoed and you put it? Nah. When last? 
from choir practice to women's reactivity to mother summit to day in, day out. You're tired. Every time your husband wants to have sex with you, you are sick. What is the nature of the sickness? My head, my shoulders, my knees, my toes. Everything, everywhere is just pain in me. What? Delilahs are outside. When a man is sexually satisfied, he becomes emotionally stable. And who says it's only in the bedroom you should have sex? What about your kitchen? What about your bathroom? What about the jacuzzi? Pastor told me it's only married people here. So, or close to marriage. You, sex can start from the kitchen. Just turn off the gas. You will come and pick the bra when you are done. Pull everything there and then follow the pillar of cloud. <laughs> the pillar of fire to go and complete it. You shall land well. And in case you are, you are afraid of pregnancy, do family planning. It's biblical. Genesis chapter 1 from verse 26. It said, be fruitful, multiply, have dominion, subdue. <laughs> subdue means plan, control, family planning. Go do it. Your husband wants sex anytime. Give it to him. Satisfy him. There's no marriage in heaven. Your wife wants sex. Some women... That is their strength. Give it to her. That's why she's married. Stop pushing your spouse out into adultery. Please. And then please, I beg of you, once in a while, check out of your house. Get someone to babysit for you. Get your sister, get somebody to babysit for you. And then check into the hotel. Check in. I'm even building a place now. Very soon, I'll be announcing you just go to that kind of a place. Tranquility. Lock your door. Just put do not disturb. Today is ministry of sex. <laughs> Satisfy yourselves. Sex is good. It's healthy. It's a gift of God. Let's enjoy it. Clap for me. Thank you. Wow. I spent 14 minutes above my time. So I'm going to close. Please forgive me. Please. Um, I need to close. We'll, we'll complete some other time. We'll conclude some other time. If your spouse is here, please stand up. Hold your spouse. Drop your biro, drop your bag, drop everything. You are going to look for a corner. Go and get a space, the two of you. See space here, everywhere. Sharp, sharp, sharp. Move out, move out, move out. Next time, don't come to a meeting like this without your spouse. Sharp, sharp, sharp. Please get on the keyboard for me. 
Get your space. This is life. Get your space. Pastor Kingsley, Pastor Mildred, get a space. Leave your place. Leave where you are standing. Pastors, get one corner. Leave where you are. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Fantastic. Okay. Why you say? Why did you bring a baby? Osha, please help me babysit that that handsome or beautiful baby. Usher's that usher with a tag go. Somebody that we know. Thank you. Please leave your seats. Come see space here. Yes. Those of you in yes, please. Leave the seat. I don't want anybody around the seat. You are blessed. You better leave. Angels are waiting here for you. Leave, leave, come. Let's hurry up, hurry up. I just need a few minutes. Please, can you come? Keep coming. Please keep come. Come, come. God bless you. Don't stay along the okay. Thank you. Sir, can you move with your wife? Please move. I want you to have your own space. I don't want anybody to be so close to you that they will hear what you are saying. Okay. All the women, put your two hands on your husband's shoulders around his neck. Fold the hands at the back. Husbands, put your hands around your wife's waistlines. Come very close, no space. Please listen to my instructions. Please listen to my instructions. Man, put your mouth very close to your wife's ears. Tell her three major things she does that you like. That's why I said you should give space. Some people are hearing and they are eavesdropping. Three major things that your wife does that you like. Madam, listen. Listen to your husband. Stop looking around. This is your life we are building. Three major things your wife does that you like. And you want her to continue. Is this Johnny Love making that she cooperates very well? Tell her. Tell her. When you are done, make her laugh. Say something that will make her laugh. Or tickle her or something. Hold her. She's your own. I mean, you didn't complete your bride price. Uh-uh. Yes. Tell her. Put your mouth close to the ears. Don't let anybody. Those of you that are not here with your spouses, stop staring at them. Be reading your Bible at this time. <laughs> like me. Where's your wife? She's in the US. <laughs> okay. Okay. Madam, put your mouth very close to your husband's ears and tell him three major things you like that he does and you want him to continue. Keyboardist, I know you are with your wife. Please get me another keyboardist. I want soft love music. Pull your husband's head to your ear, to your mouth. Let him hear. This is life transforming, life changing. Don't let anybody hear. Tell him. 
three major things he does that you like. Yes, tell him. Don't let anybody hear, oh, please. We're not interested. Okay? You don't need to make him laugh, oh. No, just tell him. Now, are we done? Man, when tell your wife to two things she does that you don't like. And I can't sweep you off of your Thank feet. you, so that they, nobody will hear what we are saying. Two things Will your wife does and you want her to change. This is the house of the Lord. God is here. He's helping. Will your eyes still smile from your cheek? Don't let anybody hear. Will be loving you. Two major things that she does that you don't like. You don't even know who to tell. But these things give you pain. I don't want you to be doing And when your wife is telling you, it's not the time to be laughing. What is paining her? I don't like it. I want it to change. Let today be the date that I will write down in my journal that you changed. Good. Okay. Madam, tell your husband two, just two. You told him three good things. So tell him two that he does that you don't like. I want you to change. You are a great man, but I don't like the way you treat me in public. I don't like the way you speak about me to outsiders. I don't like the way you beat the children mercilessly. I don't like the way you sleep on me when I'm talking to you. Look at your spouse. It's your life that you are building now. Nobody can build it for you. We can only inspire you. Nobody can build it for you. I know you will still love me the same. Lord, thank you for this precious couple. Transform could never grow. their marriages. Oh, Let our generation be blessed because of this precious Baby, smile Meet their needs. Let's go straight to talking mind. of the enemy concerning your In Jesus' name. Are we good? We will continue at home. Now, listen to this next instruction. Look at your. Why did you remove your hands? Look at your spouse, eyeball to eyeball. Tell your spouse, I truly love you. Now, kiss your spouse. I'm going to be counting seven. When I say seven, that's when you should stop. On your mouth, set, go. We're going to see. People that don't see front now. Kiss. Kiss. Yes, I love you. I like that man. He's telling his wife. He will kiss and say, I love you. Madam, you are blessed. Kiss. Kiss. I didn't say you should peg. One. Two. Two and a half. Three. Three, three quarters. 
fall. Hold her very tight. She's your wife. You didn't borrow the dowry. Yes. Five. You are not kissing. You are just laughing. Kiss. Kiss her. This is the longest kiss some of you have never ever had. My brother, kiss your wife. Do it again. Do it again. Kiss. I didn't say hug. Jesus. You can't kiss your wife. Oh. Seven. Is enough. Now, the last instruction. Still hold yourselves. You're going to dance for 60 seconds. I forgot to tell them to dim the lights. But just dance. Whether you know the song or not. I like that. Yawomi, you know, no fair me in case you have it. If not, play something. Please stop looking at me. I'm married. Face your wife. Are you playing something for us? I want them to dance. Ah! Look at that couple. See where they are hiding. Jesus. Honeymoon has just begun. Fantastic. Can you lower this light? Can you dim the light a bit? Dance. Hold yourself. Don't hold the hand. Hold the neck. Neck. Uh -huh. It's your own now. Good. Hey. Come on. Dim the light now. Are you not missing your wife? I'm missing my husband. Are you not missing your husband? Yeah. I like you, Joe. Put your head on his chest. Yes. Come on. Yeah. If you know this song, look at her and sing it. Just do it slowly. It's not praise and worship. Hey. Oh my God! Where is my husband? Yeah. Hold his neck. Touch his neck. Yes, his neck, his head. Massage his head. Massage his neck. All his ears, the cheeks. Oh no, worry me. Be speaking good things to yourself. Oh, share upon me. Thank you. Well done. You have done well. Thank you for taking care of me and the children. Thank you, my dear, for all the food you cook, the meals. Thank you. Around you now. Tell him. I like this lady. Put your head on his chest. That's a correct wife. Don't you go away. You shall love me and lie on me. I will love you forever. Oh, no worry me. Oh, no, you fed me. Or let me and lie on me. I will love you forever. Hold, hold his neck. I like what I'm saying. Pastor Mildred, well done. Pastor Kingsley, well done. I like what I'm saying. Oh, good. 
your spouse. Hey, be happy. Enjoy this moment. You want your children too to embolate. Oh, kiss him again. Good. Good girl. You are doing well. Oh, I like that couple in white. Oh, my label Shantala. Now, turn, turn like that couple. Let the woman be the front and the man at the back. Hold her waist. Oh, yeah. Do back kiss, kiss her from the back. Oh no. Turn, turn. It's enough. It's enough. <laughs> Did you like it? Tell your spouse, let's continue to do this. So. Even at home, eh? Pastor Kingsley went to hide. I couldn't locate him. He just showed up now. I love you guys and the Lord bless you. <laughs>